0: Sorry, can't say. What's that word you use? (sighs) Spoilers. I like that word.
1: Hello and welcome to Spoiler Nation, the podcast where we have spoiler-filled discussions on your favorite, and sometimes not so favorite, movies and TV shows. My name is Howie, and I'm the Senior Editor at IsolatedNation.com. And joining me is the Grindelwald to my Dumbledore. We can't kill each other because of uh, love or some kind of... Let's keep it vague up.
2: Yeah. so we can appeal to everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just give um, each other smoldering
1: glances here and there. Of course, I'm talking about um, the greater good
2: himself. <laughs> oh, yes, that is his thing, isn't it? Yeah. Reese? Hello, everybody. What's going on? Hope, hope you're well today. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. We've got some stuff to talk about.
1: I guess, no nonsense, let's talk about Fantastic Beasts 2, um, The Crimes of Grindelwald.
0: The wizarding and non-wizarding worlds have been at peace for over a century. Grindelwald wants to see that peace destroyed. You want me to hunt him down? kill him Dumbledore, why can't you go I cannot move against Grindelwald it has to be you
2: so Howie I gotta
1: ask <laughs> so you a question
2: let's just establish what do we think of Harry Potter and the First Fantastic Beast. So you, you're a Harry Potter fan, yeah? Oh,
1: okay. So I'm a huge Harry Potter. I'm a I'm a Potterhead. Yeah, I hear that. Um, grew up with the books. Uh, in fact, I've been called like the Asian Harry Potter.
2: Yeah, I know you're a Ravenclaw, though. I know. That. I
1: am a Ravenclaw, proud Ravenclaw. Yeah. Uh, big fan of the movies. Bigger fans of the books. Yeah,
2: that's the sensible position. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, what about you?
2: Yeah, no, I'm pretty much the same. Um, I've reread the books probably more than any other book I've ever read. (laughs) And the Deathly Hallows book, the day that came out, I read the whole thing from morning until evening. Amazing. I'll I'll never do that with another book again. That's how much I'm attached to this series. (laughs) And, you know, I am am a fan of uh, the movies for what they are. It's fun to see recreations and interpretations of my favorite scenes. Obviously, as movies, I think they could be better. Yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban is still holds up, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Of course, the uh, you know the famous Alfonso Cuaron yeah, really set the
2: reinvigoration tone. of the Harry Potter franchise. Mm-hmm. That's when it really became a phenomenon. Even though, ironically, it's the lowest grossing one. It is <laughs> technically it is. Yeah, that,
1: that, that makes that kind of makes sense in a way, just yeah. because obviously the most artistic one is the um, has the lowest commercial value.
2: Yeah, and also it's like. Chamber of Secrets was kind of tepid for a lot of people, so it, this is like the follow-up. I see. And I, I think see. people. Are like, oh, I've had enough of this.
1: Okay, so basically, the success of Goblet of Fire owes a lot to Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, I think say. so. Yeah,
2: don't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But um, now we've got David Yates, who's uh, he did Harry Potter five, Order of the Phoenix until Deathly Hellos Part Two, and you know that's been like a mostly successful run. Uh, obviously, some people don't like particularly the Half Blood Prince movie the adaptation of it yeah that's where we got the most like fan ire towards it, it was
1: yeah it, as a movie it's fine yeah. but uh i hate to be the but in the books guy but no, it's re- sure, really is I mean. just um kind of cliff notes version wikipedia version of the books yeah i rewatched half blood prince recently and it, i'm shocked by the breakneck speed in which they jump to
2: plot point a plot point yeah like there's sometimes the transitions aren't even existent yeah like for one minute there'll be a, a burrow burning and then the next yeah. it's like ron's love life like seconds apart there's
1: no there's no room to breathe and there's no room to kind of wrestle with the ramifications of anything until actually not even till not even at the end um at dumbledore's death spoilers <laughs> uh, and and you know dumbledore dies and uh, you immediately jump cut to harry saying oh i never realized how beautiful um (laughs) uh, was yeah and you're just like well harry you
2: you did (laughs) yeah what are you talking about harry but uh yeah ironically it's like the slowest potter movie too so this is where um i think this is where people are split on david yates's just direction overall with the movies but now he's doing these uh, fantastic beasts movies that are written by J.K. herself, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's not—he's not at he's not it. Ada- it's not an adaptation. It's—they're free to do their thing mm-hmm. without being constrained by you know however many plot points.
1: What did you think of uh, Fantastic Beast? Well,
2: One. you know, first time I saw that, my immediate reaction was, "Wow, I'm glad to have been back in this kind of world again—the Wizarding world." Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched it a couple of weeks later, and I thought, "This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's um, it's just." It's such a jumble of ideas, like you've got this, obviously, this nutty guy, Newt Scamander, and his wacky pals chasing these cartoon (laughs) animals. So you've got that very frivolous kind of light plot. And then in the background, and then at the end, hinges on this big brewing... The twist is essentially, hey,
1: it's actually Johnny Depp that's in this movie. Yeah,
2: the twist is that this guy who was an antagonist is just another antagonist who's been mentioned a couple times yeah, which is kind of underwhelming
1: yeah the movie plays it um, obviously the twist is Colin Farrell's character who we thought was just like a regular head of um, the American Yeah. yeah American Ministry of Magic who seems to be a bad guy but the final reveal is oh JK he is a bad guy but he's Grindelwald played by Johnny Depp yeah. And the movie plays it like...
2: Massive thing.
1: In a, like it's a huge deal. And of course, it's a huge deal that he's Grindelwald. Know, yeah, if you know who Grindelwald is. Yeah, but yeah. the movie also plays it like, look, it's Johnny Depp. Yeah. That's that's what it, what it felt like to me. And I don't know. I think the movie overestimates the appeal of Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> or Or maybe appropriately. I think a lot of people are huge fans of him for some reason. I've never really been a huge fan of Johnny Depp, so that was a huge disappointment to me just because uh, Colin Farrell was really good yeah, in the was. role mm-hmm. and, and really nuanced in his performances. And to see him turn into this cartoonishly this pile of clothes bombastic yeah. um, Johnny Depp, like I am villain look. You're like just whispering, like, you know. Yeah, like, oh, you're just oh. like, well, okay.
2: <laughs> Vanilla Voldemort. Oh,
1: yeah, and okay. essentially the first one, you know. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but it was just like, oh, this is obviously not Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Yeah, that, that's what it felt like. It was if it, it, they were, um, it, it felt like they were just playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. this the whole time, uh, with some you know plot sprinkled in, which. I'm, I'm actually, I, I did not like it when it first came out, but having seen Fantastic Vs 2, I, I think I'm, I'm seeing it in a better light now mm. in retrospect. Yeah. It, it had a more simpler goal that it wanted to accomplish and it did it well, you know, say what you will yeah. about what the like what, how simplistic and nothing the plot is, but at least they executed it.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's interesting you say that because I'm actually like, think the first movie is kind of more worthless as a movie now because of this one, because Fantastic Beasts 2 complete, like immediately it undoes the emotional climaxes of the first um, one. Yeah. I mean, yes. So uh, let's in that way, like just as it's the strangest sort of sequel in that way, because now the thing that was just really deep cuts background that wasn't fleshed out in the first one is now supposedly the centerpiece. I mean, it's in the name World. Yeah. He is, he's the, the orbit around, here's the center around which everything orbits. Supposedly, that's the eye kind of idea. So, yeah, Fantastic Beasts of Crimes of Grindelwald. Like, it begins on a pretty, like, uh, note that lets you know what kind of tone the movie will be.
1: Straight up from the beginning, yeah. it, I think, well, for me, it sets the tone of, we don't know what we're doing. I think because in the opening scene, um, which, uh, funny enough, uh, like, months before the movie came out, there was a Lego set. That oh, yeah. w- that was made available called Grindelwald's escape.
2: Oh, okay, right.
1: <laughs> so you know, big giveaway there. Yeah, but bit. um, uh, so okay, we knew this was coming. We saw it in the trailers. How did he escape from jail? Because obviously he was arrested in uh in the by the end of the first movie. Yeah, the execution of the action of the of this whole sequence makes you think that the way that he escaped was he was never in jail in the first yeah. place. Yes. Because it opens with this with him in jail and they say, you know, oh he's so charming, so we cut off his tongue so he won't like persuade anyone which okay, you have magic but you just wanted to cut off his tongue. Yeah, Alright, so fine. Fine, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like you need him to testify or anything like that. <laughs> but I'll go, okay, sure, <laughs> Co- cover your bases, yeah. fine. And and then, <laughs> and then we find out once they put him in a carriage and fly him off, he's the guard. Yeah, and he was never in jail in the first place.
2: So I'm thinking, how is there even a scene? Like the scenes happened, like it yeah. switched. So he's out of jail. It happened completely off screen. Yeah. Because he, he was in jail, but then, you know, this movie begins with Grindelwald actually being another person, and he's disguised himself as a guard. Yeah. And then for some reason, there's an action scene where he's attacking them. And I'm like, why? He should leave. <laughs> Hasn't the goal been accomplished? So, okay. It made me feel like an idiot watching it. it that's, so because confused. that's the thing.
1: Okay. So it was not Grindelwald's escape. Yeah. At the very least. Okay. So here's what I can piece together from this messed up scene right oh this is the first few scenes the first
2: fucking scene
1: (laughs) and it's already confusing yeah so i here's what i think he came in to break his follower out because the follower i assume was charmed by him and so agreed to take his place to be in jail yeah um and he cares
2: about his followers i
1: that is the only explanation it's not a great explanation but that's the only thing the only way that it makes sense yeah it's still not a Grindelwald escape <laughs> it's yeah it's not like it would have been so this is, this is the crux of, of the movie the movie wants us to believe that Johnny Depp as Grindelwald is so charming that he can charm anyone to doing his bidding but without actually showing us. Um, how he does the charming
2: cuz he's not charming. Yeah, it's he's a not. Boring ass performance. And he
1: looks creepy like he's yeah. le- you know it doesn't take a fucking legi- uh, what do you call it leg- Legilimence. Legi- <laughs> a mind reader. <laughs> a mind reader to have one look at him and go oh this guy is creepy.
2: Yeah, I mean he smokes a skull bong. <laughs> for fuck's sake.
1: So you're thinking okay he's out of jail already why did he come back, right? Yeah. I'll I you know devil devil's advocate here he maybe he's there to take the blood packed pendant
2: oh from the guy from the guy right that, that's still confusing because
1: that's like, why would he give him that exa-
2: okay, so, exactly okay yeah. exactly so
1: that's still confusing because if you're Grindelwald and you've managed to charm some guard into taking your place why wouldn't you also take you know the only thing that's keeping you undefeated yeah with you yeah like it, it just it nothing makes sense like even the I, I can like no matter how many times i spin it It's not, it doesn't track logically. This whole sequence doesn't make any sense.
2: And even just from a cinematography frame point and like how it's staged, there are these constant shots of Johnny Depp's real Grindelwald at the carriage and his head is just popping in the window to see what's happening. Yeah. And it's just hilarious. Yeah. Like it looks silly. Also, why does he have a pet?
1: Why does he have a fucking yeah, pet? Yeah, that little lizard. In the, thing? Why? Yeah. Why did you give him an animal to
2: keep him company? And then, like, he just throws it out the window. Yeah.
1: Like, what? Well, what's the point? Like, is this like a it it <laughs> it inadvertently is a metaphor for this whole franchise it where it's pretending that it still has anything to do with the beasts, yeah. but the beasts are really just side- and- yeah, like guys. If you wanted, hey J.K. <laughs> If you wanted to if you wanted a Grindelwald Dumbledore story, don't pretend it's a fantastic beast. Like just do yourself a favor and start with Dumbledore.
2: Like that's the movie we'd all watch. <laughs> yeah. Is the Grindelwald and Dumbledore one, but they've curiously just started at the end of that story.
1: You know what it is? I think they want the IP name of Fantastic Beasts because yeah, you know that's, like, that's okay, it's already reason. out. People are familiar with it. Even, you know, even though you already have fucking Harry Potter. I mean, why would you... Anyway. But I think that's why. Like, they wanted to... Something to fall back on, which is, oh, it's based on this. Mm-hmm. And so they had to use the Fantastic Beasts because I think none of the creatures in this movie are actually that
2: instrumental. The only thing is when Newt's niffler yeah. at the end grabs the blood pact yeah and in a
1: very obvious shoved in way like it was so it was random yeah
2: it was like it could have been a reshoot for all <laughs> I, for all we know like it was didn't you did not even see it happen yeah so uh, uh, we, okay we got we got to leave away from this opening scene <laughs> yes and just talk about the rest of the movie what what this does is that in this movie she's like okay you got newt and his wacky pals mm-hmm. but this one it's like no, no, no. This is a Harry Potter prequel now. Yeah. You've got yeah. Lestranges. Yes. You've got Young Dumbledore. Yes. You've got Grindelwald doing stuff. You've got
1: fucking McGonagall in you there for McGonagall no goddamn God reason. He's <laughs> in a
2: couple of scenes. So, uh, the things. I'll we'll go get to it, something I liked because we're in this area of Harry Potter prequel stuff now. Um, Jude Laura's Young Dumbledore was good. Yeah. He, was, he gave a good... He's like what you'd expect of young Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Like he was... He kind of reminded me of James McAvoy doing Young Professor X. Uh-huh. I like can see that. I can like, see that. He was wise, but he had a bit more vigor to him and he was a bit kind of cheeky, which I enjoyed. Didn't really do much actually in the movie, which there's a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. A bit after. We're, this is still positive. You know? Still All right, I'm fighting yeah. my tongue. Yeah. yeah. And uh, seeing Hogwarts again was nice. You know, it was, was well shot. It was uh. lo- lovely to see it, you know? And... <laughs> The Lestrange stuff at Hogwarts, strictly when she was young, and with the Newt, flashbacks, the nude flashbacks, the nude flashbacks, flashbacks, I'm into, and little Lestrange into, flashbacks yes. were really good. Yes, it was the most enjoyable part of the movie. Good
1: character moments as yeah. well.
2: It was nice to see like a Slytherin Hufflepuff kind of relationship. Exactly, something Harry Potter's never done. Exactly, yeah. I like that because I think it's a good idea to have little Lestrange and have a the attempt to make her sympathetic. Like, I think yeah. that's a good idea.
1: And and uh, I think uh, Lestrange or Leda is one of the most interesting characters in this movie. Yeah. I, they, they ultimately didn't develop her enough, but the concept of this character, this tragic character that's defined by her circumstance yeah. is very interesting. And I think Zoe Kravitz really uh, does more than what the material, material more, gave her. Yeah. Really, she kind elevates of, it.
2: Yeah, and um, yeah, she's she's the best performance in the movie. Uh, like, agreed. by far. Agreed. Uh, I was even as I was watching it the first time. I was, even as I was confused, I I wanted to understand because yeah. I wanted to like get her character. Yeah, because it, it was very impressive.
1: She, I think she's the only character that actually had layers under her performance you know like with every word she says her the, the her facial expressions you just know that there's more to what she's saying yeah whereas all the other characters um not to their own fault uh, have nothing they don't Yeah. <laughs> like it's just whatever I mean, they yeah. say is whatever we get
2: i mean no one no one gives a bad performance not even like johnny depp i don't think yeah but it's just what's there is just there's nothing to cling to like they introduce newt's brother as an aura mm-hmm. what do we know about him he's just newt's brother yeah so so what like what 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 did he want yeah he was just there and they they've got tina back as the female aura from the Mm -hmm. first movie what's what's her thing she's she's upset that the paper said newt was engaged to Leda lestrange yeah okay
1: first of all she's supposed to be a professional investigator just fyi (laughs) yeah that's like her fucking job (laughs) how about like i don't know read another
2: newspaper yeah but okay sure how about ask newt (laughs) that that would be a good idea that would be very logical imagine that imagine like acting rationally yeah
1: crazy whatever um okay let's talk about the reintroduction of um credence, which is the crux yes. of this whole movie, right? Mm-hmm. He's the I I, I imagine this he's is McGuffin, right? Yeah, he's the mcguffin MacGuffin. It's interesting that you brought up James James McAvoy as um Professor X because he is essentially kind of the mystique in this movie. Like Jennifer yeah. Lawrence mystique, you know, in like in uh Days of Future Past, where both sides want to
2: get to him first. Yes. Um, actually, like speaking of that, I read a review somewhere that said um, Nagini and Credence walk around like two sad mutants who don't know whether they'll join Magneto or Professor X. That, that's very apt, actually. It's essentially the plot. <laughs> I mean, this whole
1: movie is a complete kind of lift, or uh, if I were less kind, ripoff rip-off mm-hmm. of the X-Men core conflict, which is mutant versus muggles
0: yeah. right yeah it's
1: basically johnny depp is essentially magneto and yeah. dumbledore is essentially professor x and yes. it's about both sides you know um, fighting for power
2: yes to see who will like be the one to you know set the status quo yeah i guess that's the idea of the struggle which that's fine it's fine yeah but to
1: try and balance this in the five other Plot lines that you ha- you introduce
2: in this movie without connecting them together <laughs> at all, like, at all. Like, and if they are connected, it's literally like random coincidence, half, half hazard. Yeah. Um. So, okay,
1: Credence, who we were led to believe died in the first movie, it was quite explicit that he was <laughs> like, meant to be dead. He disintegrated, if I
2: can recall. Yes. he was pulverized to nothing. <laughs> and you know, it's a retcon because. No one in this movie was like, didn't he die? Like, they just acknowledged that he's alive.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm baffled that this is written by J.K. Rowling herself because she there's so many, like, broken rules of show, don't tell, which is the fundamental rule of storytelling um, in this movie. So how do we know that um, Credence is alive? Someone literally says it in the dialogue yeah. of the movie. Hey, Credence is alive. What? yeah that's it like and then everyone moves on yeah oh dumbledore is very powerful he's the only person who can destroy grindelwald why yeah why is that yeah how do we know that i mean i know that like we know because we're harry potter fans exactly how strong
2: dumbledore is exactly
1: And, and the telling parts that works in harry potter because it plays with the it subverts the show don't tell rule really well because we don't know if it's true. It's more like a legend. It's more like a myth. Yeah. You know, like Harry can't actually find out if it's true.
2: They tell you that Dumbledore's powerful just in the way he behaves. Mm-hmm. Like he's like very polite. Yeah. He's like very at ease. He dresses really funkly and yeah. weird. But he's also got the classic look of like an old Gandalf yeah. type. So you know that just from those kinds of semiotics. But she doesn't have that to rely on for like young Dumbledore.
1: Yeah, because um, what you have now is this is the time when said powers are supposed to kind of manifest themselves. Yeah, and and like you can't just rely on stories. Still, this yeah. is what this is the present for him.
2: Yeah, I because I I actually did assume that Dumbledore didn't become. The legend he is in the books until he actually beat Grindelwald. Yeah, until he has that conflict with Grindelwald. That's when everyone was like, "Wow!" But in this movie, they're all still like, "Wow, Dumbledore."
1: Yeah, like okay, then what? What did he do in the past that makes you think that he's the most powerful wizard? Well, nothing. You need to. You need. We need to know that. You should have opened. I think they should have opened this scene with some Dumbledore doing something. Yeah, that makes us think oh, damn, he's
2: back, baby. The only thing you get is, like, a Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson.
1: Okay, which, let's, okay, I know we were going to start with Credence, but let's talk about the Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson and how shoehorning Professor McGonagall (laughs) as a a glorified cameo in this movie upends the entire canon of Harry Potter. Yeah, like, for what? Okay, so, number one, math, the math doesn't add up. Okay so we know that McGonagall learns learns transfiguration from Dumbledore yeah. number 1 and at this point and at this point in time we're led to believe that she's a teacher at Hogwarts at a point where Dumbledore has yet to teach transfiguration yeah and then now and then okay so in this movie they forbid him to teach defense against the dark Hearts for whatever reason uh, yeah, uh, I mean, but, what what's the reason? So he doesn't he doesn't want to help you, and so, y- you know, like it, it doesn't. What 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 does that accomplish?
2: Yeah, I didn't I didn't understand it. Fine. Either. Yeah.
1: So what is what is he going, going to do conflict, now? Yeah. He's going to teach conf- transfiguration, but isn't but w- what's McGonagall teaching if if not transfiguration right now?
2: <laughs> yeah, they didn't even go into that. Does he take her job? Well, I guess. <laughs> see, that's the reason. Also, is simply that in Order of the Phoenix, she says, I've been teaching for 39 years, Mm -hmm. not a fucking 100 years or whenever that, like this takes place 100 years before, not 100, but like 80 years before Order of the Phoenix. So, even on that level, it's just, it simply doesn't compute. And actually, on Pottermore, they got rid of McGonagall's date of birth. They did. They scrubbed it because people were noticing it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not even the math, you know, I'm not great at math. But it's just the the logic yeah. of of uh, the chain of events. Yeah, it's baffling to me that I, I I think maybe this is like a studio note. Yeah, to have her in there, you know, like something for the fans. Maybe
2: she was like another teacher in the actual film, and then like they were like post like she's McGonagall because it felt like that. Like I the mean, name just felt. It could on. have
1: been literally any teacher. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what I mean. Like to get young McGonagall, you get like a famous actress. Yeah, don't just get some random person. Yeah, so that was a headache. So
1: that's ugh. I. I anyway, I was baffled by that.
2: Then um, we'll, so we've got credence basically. His whole thing now which wasn't even a factor in the first movie, making this a terrible sequel, is just, who are, my, who are my parents? Who my daddy? Who is my daddy? I need to find out who they are. Who's my family? Who Where do I daddy? belong? All we know right now is that he's at a circus with a maledictus, a snake woman called Nagini. And,
1: and you know, okay, neg- a huge reveal. Mm-hmm. Nagini as um, was a human Nagini, being. who is Voldemort's pet, pet snake. It's a pet. She is now a human. Yeah. okay crazy reveal let's hear more you know how the how it was revealed in the movie that she's nagini um a, a random character goes yeah. up to her hey nagini yeah
2: that's literally <laughs> the first instance of it
1: yo nagini what's up you're up next transform into a snake please and it's
2: <laughs> how in the wizarding world Is that like worthy of being in the circus? Uh,
1: Yeah. Why is it amazing to watch someone turn into an animal as a wizard? There's something you you can do. Did you not go to Hogwarts? Did you not go to any magic school where your
2: literal teacher can turn into an animal? It's as mundane as like registering for a license. Yeah. Like turning into an animal. Like you can register for it. It's called being an animagus. That's been like established. I will say that the uh, visual effect of her turning into a snake. It looks cool. cool. It looks cool. It's not just the CGI, but it's like the motion of her doing a contortionist thing mm-hmm. and then becoming the snake. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. appreciated that. Um, it's just a shame that she had literally no character other than to just be a soundboard for Credence, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, let, let's address this issue because um, when the trailer first came out and that it re- it's revealed that um, she she is Nagini, mm-hmm. um, I think even the trailer half hazardly also has someone whisper... Nagini.
0: Yeah, with, over yeah, her transformation, yeah. which
1: makes no sense, but okay. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you know, there was a kind of a backlash around. Um, oh, of course, the one of the only minorities in uh, the Harry Potter universe mm-hmm. is a a beast, a monster. Yeah, and not just and,
2: a, a monster, but like a subservient yeah, Asian yeah, stereotype. Exactly, yeah. and and
1: um, there was a lot of backlash, and you know, understandably we haven't seen a movie right yeah. so i'm i'm not like f- by that fact alone i think that um you could do something very interesting with this with this character Yeah, with you could her, make it a tragic story yeah with her being asian mm-hmm. as a monster that's there's a very interesting way to make it not problematic yeah um and I thought, you know, I had faith in JK when when she was like, you guys haven't seen the movie. Yeah. You know, like there's a story for, to tell with her. And the actress, you know, stood um stood out and said, "Yeah, I like I love my character whatever whatever." And I was like, "Okay, cool. Like it's not, you know, yeah, on we let's not judge it on the basis of oh, a she's trailer. an Asian. Yeah. yeah, on on a trailer. Mm-hmm. Um what we get in the movie is a hundred times worse (laughs) than the initial accusations about what of the trailer because not only not only is she a minority who is a beast she's also a side piece woman whose existence is there to prop up a male a white male character yeah and that is all to her character that's it yeah you don't get Like that's all you get
2: I mean once Her and Credence Are separated She literally has like No dialogue And motivation left Yeah you don't know what she wants
1: Uh, and and that's this whole that's every character that's a symptom of every character in this movie you don't really know what the characters want but with her especially you're just like okay well now
2: that he's fulfilled his goal what
1: are you gonna do (laughs) yeah exactly
2: like for some reason she's on with the good people at hogwarts yeah i'm like why is she with them it makes no sense like why aren't they aren't they gonna be like who is this person yeah but it's it's like it's we're not even supposed to question it that's how it's presented we're not even supposed to be confused she doesn't share a
1: single scene with any other character than no. credence yeah
2: and even with her and credence it's not it's not terribly substantial because i don't even know what their relationship is with one yeah. are they friends or they lovers uh, what are they i have no idea yeah and then the the painful
1: thing is th- there's a inkling of a good story here yeah this t- tortured relationship between her and credence Why, you know, the idea of two people who are, uh, who have no choice in what they've become. Yeah, obscurial. um, You know, yeah, and and sharing that pain with each other. Yeah. And the disillusionment at the end where he chooses a different side. Yeah. That's a very kind of poignant story. Yeah. It's a good gem of an idea. But they didn't do any of
2: that. Not even, not
1: even. Like, yeah. Not even, nothing because every dialogue that she has with credence is all about credence yeah
2: and it's exposition
1: stuff and why should it be like why why you know like if you talk about like power of like relationship dynamics why is it why is everything about credence why isn't if they're in a relationship why isn't credence like that why
2: doesn't he he yeah
1: he have any interest in what she's going through doesn't she want to know who i don't know her daddy is
2: (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i know like if it's it's treated with credence simply because he was the character in the first movie yeah and now the villain wants credence so therefore we must be interested in credence just because the villain wants credence but the villain wants credence for a ridiculous reason which is a blood pact he made with dumbledore (sighs)
1: Let's talk, okay, let's talk about that the, the, blood pact. The blood pact. So, obviously, um, Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. uh, everyone wants to stop Grindelwald, and um, the Ministry goes to Dumbledore and, and asks, hey, can you stop him for us? Mm. And Dumbledore's like, uh, no, sorry. Yeah, I can't. And, and, and the Ministry is like, oh, is it because of this? David pulls out the projector and <laughs> rolls tape. <laughs> <laughs> of like oh is it because of this relationship you're or something like that oh because they were like you were like brothers and he's like oh i was we were more than brothers yeah um okay so this is the base level of what we kind of thought yeah um but then and then he goes to the mirror of erised and um and he looks and suddenly mirror, mirror of erised uh pow- one of the most powerful mo- scenes in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone slash Sorcerer's Stone Yeah, is uh, when Harry keeps going back to the mirror of Erised to look at his parents yeah, yeah. And, and then Dumbledore shows up and he goes stop looking for this because it only shows you what your heart truly desires and it's, there's no point lingering back to the past
2: yeah it won't give you what you need yeah and there's yeah.
1: a pivotal moment uh, I th- I, I'm not sure if, if, if it was in the movies but in the book where Harry asks him what do you see yeah. And he says a pair of socks. Yeah. Like woolen socks or something like that. And it's
2: interesting because you don't know whether he's joking and hiding what he really wants yes. or if that's if he actually is a content man. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah.
1: And and you know, a lot of theories, you know, people are thinking it's got to be maybe his sister, you know, it's got to yeah. be related to his sister who his tragi- tragically died um because of a mistake that he made in, yeah. part, in, in partnering up with Grindelwald, you yeah. know, in a tragic showdown. Yeah. You don't know which one cast the, the spell that killed eventually killed her.
2: And he never wanted to find out. Yeah. He was too scared to find out. You, you'd think yeah.
1: that that, you know, one of the most traumatic moments of his life. Everyone thought that's probably his, what his desire to have his sister back or his family back. Yeah. Um, but we see here, it's, Kind of just like a flashback.
2: Yeah. It's like exposition to tell us that they he, made and a Grindel, blood pact. he and Grindelwald made a blood pact. And supposedly what this blood pact does is that ensures that they can never hurt each other. So this promise is like made tangible. Like it's made into a necklace. So as long as the necklace is there, that means they can't hurt each other. But you're like, there's like an unbreakable vow. Like, yeah. Why didn't they make that? Why
1: didn't they make that? And, and you brought up, because I asked you that. I was like... There's already that, like, why didn't they just make an unbreakable vow? Yeah. And you brought up a good point, which was like, well, an unbreakable vow at at its nature cannot be broken. And they kind of need it to be broken.
2: Um, just for the showdown to happen. Yeah. And to keep Dumbledore out of the story for now. Yeah. Because they want to do other things. Yeah. But they want to keep Dumbledore in the background <laughs> for like a plot reason. Yeah. But, but it's like a really, so you get this terrible last scene with Dumbledore and the necklace. Yeah. And Newt's like, "Can you destroy it?" And Dumbledore's like, "I think I can." He said, "He said,"
1: and I I knew these words were coming, but I just can't believe they actually said it and repeated it. Which was he was like, "Maybe, yeah, maybe." <laughs> he said it twice, and you just like,
0: "Fuck this movie," because
1: <laughs> you are like, "Oh, this is what we're ending on." Um, Dumbledore can maybe fight Grindelwald. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Maybe Great. it'll happen. Great.
1: We have three more movies to go. Uh,
2: so what are they going to fill the next three movie, two movies with? I, I, don't, I don't Is he just going to be focusing on destroying that stupid necklace?
1: Maybe the maybe drops down to one maybe at the end of the next
2: movie. This also, this pendant feels too close to Horcruxes. Like yeah. we have to destroy this piece of jewelry before we can have the real fight. Good with Voldemort and Harry and stuff. Because mm-hmm. you get a quest and... All that kind of plot things going on, yeah, and it's fun. this just feels like a stalling tactic, and also okay,
1: so let's let's this is also kind of kind of why the movie is confused with itself. Mm-hmm. What is the goal for Grindelwald to get? why does Grindelwald
2: want to harness credence on his side because he thinks this is this is I know what the reason is, but it still doesn't make sense. Okay, tell me. So the reason is because Credence is like an obscurial. Okay. Like he's really powerful. Okay. It's like, I can't hurt Dumbledore but this this obscurial. I can direct him at Dumbledore. Okay. But in Harry Potter, like, obscurials are just like diseased wizards who mm-hmm. they're afflicted with that parasite because they their powers are repressed. Yeah. So you get the idea it's like a thing that happens to people. Yeah. So why is he after this specific kid? Yeah.
1: Here here are also two things I think is wrong with that logic. Yeah. Number one, somehow, you know, in the in the first movie, mm-hmm. the Obscurial is something that you can't control. Yeah. Right. It's not a power. It's
2: not, yeah. It's something it's that... It's a consequence. It's
1: an instability of yeah. your powers. Yeah. It's the inability to, to control your powers. Yeah. That's why, that's why it was dangerous for um, uh, Dumbledore's sister to get out. Yeah, because she has to stay at
2: home, and and that's how his mother died because she couldn't control her powers. I mean, it's a, it's. I think it's still or it was before this movie, like a great metaphor for like when a part of you is repressed and it leaves you broken, yeah, you know, unstable.
1: And now it's just uh, suddenly credence. Uh, having come back to life somehow, and being able to control—he now has full control of yeah. this obscurial thing. It's kind of like the Hulk. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what it is. Number and the second problem with this logic is, uh, let me direct you to a scene in ha- Fantastic Beasts: Two—the Crimes of Grindelwald, <laughs> um, where uh, this Ministry of Magic, uh, um, like a bad guy who's in the Ministry of Magic, is sent to kind of basically plants a fake idea with that, the elf um, caretaker.
2: Oh yeah, I want to get to that when you're done with this explanation. Okay, real quick. Yeah.
1: so so he goes, he, him and uh, side piece Nagini goes to, you know, who he thinks is his mother, and turns out it wasn't his mother. That's the whole thing yeah. beside the point. This Ministry of Magic person gets in a fight with Credence. Credence uh, naturally turns into an Obscurial and Goes at him with, like, full-strength Obscurial power. Yeah. The guy casts a bubble, the Protego bubble, I guess, yeah. a, a, uh, and and is virtually indestructible. Yeah. How is this Obscurial going to f- defeat Dumbledore? Please yeah. explain to me. Yeah, If he can't defeat a random Ministry of Magic person who just casts a random um, Protego's bubble spell and, and he's fine until he apparates away. Yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. And he even has the audacity to smirk. Yeah. And it's, like and it's no big he, deal. Yeah, he's like, whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, um, how is this going to kill Dumbledore?
2: Yeah, like, what's the threat? Like, if he gets credence, like, so what? Yeah. Yeah, if he can't even, like, kill this <laughs> random dude. And that scene, actually, just, just what I was getting to real quick, that, I actually read this up, that, you know, that short woman? Mm-hmm. That, that's actually supposed to be a half house elf, half half human thing no yes no it's disgusting isn't no. it that's it's
1: it's Why? gross i thought she was like a i a has, i thought she was like an elf
2: no like she's a, like half human half elf so like someone had sex with their house elf and that's oh. i mean the, the it's was. it is just uh, it is dark
1: like it's a dark kind of it's just, theme or yeah. concept but it's even worse that the movie barely touches. That's on what
2: it. I mean. Like it just has it in there. Yeah, this really disturbing, gross thing. <laughs> and I, you know, it just kind of baffles me. Like, is every idea she has just being poured into this? Like, that's what it feels like. Every like weird, dark, or like potentially interesting thing, completely sort of unrefined is just into this I
1: wonder if um, The fact that she's an elf Is a consequence Of her Of them trying to Shove a lot of The beast you know, Of them trying to Make up the beast facts a portion of the promise yeah so then everyone has to be related to some kind of creature in some way but obviously the kind of um, ramifications of that is just you you introduce like a very complex fucked up theme of
2: master and slave it's actually consistent in this very movie because when letter lestrange just gives a deluge of a family history just at the end yeah like there's like Background stuff of a guy enslaving a woman and raping her, and she's the result of that rape. Yeah, there's a brother who swore revenge with an unbreakable vow. Like this really potentially really interesting sort of story, like the half house elf thing. Yeah, really disturbing. Just there. Yeah, like without any kind of development whatsoever. Yeah,
1: it it wanted it wants to go down so many roads that it goes down none of them.
2: Yeah, it kind of just
1: like glances at all of them really quickly. Everything with Grindelwald, and it's very straightforward, good guy versus bad guy. Yeah. And embedded in there is this weird kind of family, like kind of, I don't know, like a fucked up family tragedy. Yeah. That is interesting had it been in a different movie. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like everyone is in their own movie. Yeah. And uh, we end up getting everything, but no payoff for any of them.
2: Yeah. And you. They're, the the only way they're connected is that they end up at the same place at around the two-hour mark <laughs> at Gringo World Rally. Uh, in that...
1: Okay. So, in that moment where they're all... If you remember, they were all in this chamber. Yes. And... Um, I had to laugh when Credence is like, "Who am I?" That's <laughs> right. hilarious. But at that that scene, everyone is in the same room, and you're like, "I was like, I don't know what they want. Yeah. I don't know what they're looking for. I don't care. There are no stakes right now, other than Credence wants to know who his dad is or his who his parents are, and will just ask anyone that he runs into. Like he has no, he doesn't know any of these people." Yeah. Well, but why? Why? I mean, he didn't even like... <laughs> what's the impetus for him to be like, hey, you sh- look like you should know
2: who I am. <laughs> he doesn't even like know about the wizard world. He was yeah. like in this movie's timeline six months ago. He, yeah. He just had no any, idea.
1: Any name, which we'll get to at the end, any name they say will mean nothing to you.
2: Yeah. So why does he want to... Like, what's he going to get by knowing? <laughs> I, I'm confused on that kind of basic level. And the introduction of this... Random, out of
1: nowhere, revenge story with this the black French guy. What's his name? Do you know Corvus or something? Corvus. That's right, Corvus LeStrange. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it came out of absolute nowhere, and it's as if the kind of it's that kind of thing where they they introduce a mystery and then solve it immediately in the next scene. Yeah. It's just like, hey, this is what he's looking for. Oh, what he's looking for isn't what he thinks.
2: No, he yeah, he gives a whole spiel about his backstory they
1: were I, I call it like they had a had two PowerPoint presentations of their family tree in that scene.
2: yeah and the second one was like no that's not it this is the real story <laughs> and it's just like wait a minute wait a second <laughs> let me let me like comprehend like, what's happening. L- let
1: me it's like le- let us ask the question before you give us the answer. Yeah
2: It's like we never
1: We did not know that this was a thing
2: <laughs> I thought he was just some random guy I,
1: like, I thought he was a uh, Paris Ministry of Magic Yeah
2: Like just another cop looking for credence
1: You don't introduce motive Like right before you reveal Like the result of his motive Like it just it just doesn't make sense Yeah
2: But uh, yeah we, we get that And it's uh, a <laughs> I still contend like I've seen a, a lot of movies this year, like him explaining his thing and her explaining her thing. Is still the most baffling thing I've watched. Like I, st- I remember the feeling of seeing it and like feeling like I was losing my mind. Yeah, like, I couldn't comprehend it. I almost wanted to just laugh because it was it was laughable. Yeah, and then not to mention uh,
1: she then okay and then uh, let Lestrange is just like no, this is the real story. Yeah, that's what I mean. And she does the, re- the presentation. She pulls
2: out a fucking family tree. Yeah,
1: and li- a literal fa- family yeah. tree. And it's interesting, okay? Everything she talks about is very interesting. Yeah. But it's just not set up from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And 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 then she goes to the baby swap story, right? Which is the main reveal of, like... why? Uh, what's
2: her bogart? Can yeah. you
1: can you actually explain to me what happened on the boat? So she... Because... Um, the Titanic, Howie. <laughs> we could include the Titanic. Surely that's not the
2: Titanic. <laughs> it's the Titanic. I don't
1: think the math checks out I on think,
2: that. No, it does. Because that... Presumably it was, like, 15... Uh, Wait, it would be ten years, nineteen seventeen. Was that the Titanic? I don't know. Yeah, I think it is a Titanic because <laughs> just the, the way they shot it with the boat uh, the iceberg. No, I was like, that's the fucking no. Titanic, no. isn't it? No, no, yeah. no. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> I could believe it from this from this movie. Okay, okay. Explain it. Explain <laughs> okay. the baby swap so, logistics. So they're on that ship or whatever it is, right? And she, the baby, keeps crying. And this at this point, this is not. This is
1: just. The Lestrange baby.
2: The Lestrange baby, and she doesn't. She can't stand the crying, Mm -hmm. so she quickly swaps it. I guess within the time frame of the (laughs) Guardian not being there, with another baby, which is Credence. Which is Credence.
1: So she now ends up with Credence. Yeah. And then the her actual Lestrange brother ends up with the Dumbledore family. I assume.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Or, Or okay, so then. Her brother ends up with this other family. Yeah. At that later, when the ship sinks, yeah, drowns, yeah, with the baby, and we get this beautiful, <laughs> melancholy shot of, of the, the baby b- dead. dying. <laughs> and this is like, mind you, baby death number two in this movie. <laughs> yeah, a
2: bit of infanticide <laughs> yeah. in this movie
1: as well. Which uh, okay, and for uh, a PG <laughs> movie, FYI, oh, it's an M movie, but yeah, yeah, well, well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Come on, Halle. You can have baby murders. Sure, sure, sure. Um,
1: Okay, and then... um, And then what happens? Well, I... I, What are we supposed to believe happens? Because they were on their way to America? Yeah, Yes. yeah. So, because that means that she does end up with Credence.
2: So how does Credence end up with that orphan? I don't know. Do they, like, find out, wait, this isn't our baby. And then they the swapped baby because you know they must tell that's not the baby, right? I don't know. Um, I
1: really don't know it was not explained yeah. like why why is why is letter Lestrange still estranged from
2: credence? yeah. I mean I I'm telling you, I'm baffled. I don't know. Like, like it, I'm at a loss. I don't
1: understand. I think I, I'm just there's like a, like a listener out there is like screaming at us like you idiots, this is what's happening.
2: No, don't call us idiots because we what we, we're not the only ones who are like confused with this plot point. Like, like I've heard it explained on forums and YouTube channels, and it still doesn't make any sense on a like a logistical level. Yeah. Never mind a character level. How
1: does if if we end with that boat sequence with Le- Leda 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 yeah with with Leda and and then uh, ending up with Credence as her fake brother, what happens after that?
2: Yeah uh, yeah it's it's a big gap it's just yeah that's it that's all you get. <laughs> I mean I I was I remember watching it and thinking how is like this scene happening in like a major studio movie yeah. like obviously unfinished. Un- underwritten piece of garbage Like I'm I. What kind of clout Does JK Rowling have Where like That scene can just happen Yeah And she No one's like What No like, one questions no. it No one questions it It must be like You know Contract I guess Like if I'm speculating <laughs> She she has complete <laughs> whatever I say control Yeah Whatever yeah. I say Whatever's on this cocktail nap And that's That's in the movie <laughs> That's where it is
1: I Yeah it, It's baffling It makes no sense Mm-hmm.
2: Um, worst. I would say, in terms of this whole movie, it's like the worst scene. It's like emblematic of everything fucking wrong with this movie.
0: I agree. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. And then and then let's move on to the final set piece of this movie. Yes, (laughs)
2: Brindelwald holding a rally, (laughs) and Queenie. Queenie, Team let's sister. talk. Uh, let's talk about Queenie, okay? First, my one of my
1: favorite characters from Fantastic Beasts, the first one. Yeah, charming. I uh, loved Marilyn her. Marilyn Monroe esque. You know, like an airhead le- legit. Uh, I cannot say that word. Legilimens, Legilimens yeah. Legilimens, who she's, she she can read minds, but her her problem is she's just too sensitive. Yeah. That anyway, okay, and then. Jacob, you know the lovable muggle. Mm-hmm. What what a great ending to the first one, where he said, um, "I'm never supposed. I was not. Ne- I was. I was never supposed to be part of this." And he walks out into the rain and forgets everything.
2: I mean, it's such a beautiful last scene. For yeah. him. because it's like, yeah, he wasn't, but he had that adventure. Yeah. and now it's over.
1: Exactly, and and then but now <laughs> now. He- the first scene, so many things wrong with their first introduction with uh, back into this world. He said, "This is what he said. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's supposed to get rid of all the bad memories, right? I didn't have any bad memories. <laughs> that's why. Okay, so that's that's how uh, um, the uh, what is it? Obliviate charm yeah. works now, where it just meant it's just meant to delete bad memories.
2: So I guess when Hermione did it on her parents. <laughs> in Deathly Hallows
1: <laughs> All, okay so yeah it's it's dumb mm-hmm. but in the books Hermione doesn't actually uses the Obliviate charm she uses she actually just manipulates their memory into believing believing that there's someone else oh it's a different memory charm yeah because okay. th- this is a whole other issue with um, her, um, with how they've been using the Obliviate spell yeah which is you know it's actually it's actually a bad thing like it's
2: you know... Um, it's memory erasure. Yeah, isn't it? it's yeah.
1: it's bad for the brain yeah. that you're doing it to.
2: Yeah, because there is a whole <laughs> subplot in the fourth book where Voldemort uses it on a... I mean, Barty Crouch uses it on someone. Yeah. And it makes her brain damage. Yeah. Like, it's so bad. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: and they were... Um, Newt was arrested for um, not obliviating. Yeah. In the, in, in the first Fantastic Beast, and then they had the giant rain that just, like, raised everyone's memories, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, beside n- n- the point. Uh, already, like, showing flagrant disregard for the rules that she sets up herself in this world? I mean, like, yeah. I, I, I'm shocked. Like, you
2: you set... Y- these are your rules. Because the last scene <laughs> of the first one is Queenie at Jacob's Bakery. Yeah. And it's kind of implied, I read it that way, that Queenie was going to perform a memory charm to lift the oblivion I off see, him. that's I what see. I thought would happen okay. I thought that's how he'd be back yeah but instead it's like no it just didn't work
1: it just didn't work it wasn't it was all happy memories yeah so
2: like, it was, it's so it's such a needlessly bad choice
1: you didn't even have to say like of all the things that you explained this probably didn't need to be explained yeah <laughs> it didn't and then not only that he had a double whammy right mm-hmm. not only was he broken somehow broken of the uh, oblivion charm he is under the love potion spell yeah from Queenie um, and wants to marry her yeah I like so many things wrong with this number 1 it then it now sets up Queenie as a crazy character who, yeah. who's just like into mind control willy nilly yeah and needlessly so because he, he's in love with her
2: <laughs> i mean exactly it, it's so it's such a weird choice because in this very movie someone uses magic to like mind control and rape someone in this very movie with the lestrange yeah. story and, it, and so it's to have like a protagonist doing it and it's played as a joke like cinematically yeah that's the language it's like oh queenie
1: yeah even in half of the prince the love potion is shown as like a, a bad thing Yeah You know like S- S- Professor Slughorn is like That's This is perhaps The most dangerous One Yeah And and now they're just like She just drops it and You know Oh silly her Yeah Silly queenie Queenie Even though what she did Is essentially date raping that Not idea- date raping But well, possibly. Oh, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I that's I mean, true. you
0: don't know. That's true.
2: <laughs> he didn't, he, if they had sex while he was like that, he didn't give his that's consent. True. And um And it's so, Newt sees this happening, the love potion thing, mm-hmm. and Jacob snaps out of it. So you've got the rational characters yeah. who should be reacting like, that's a fucked up thing yeah. to do. But they don't have that reaction. I guess you have Newt like kind of
1: reluctantly like, tells queenie like oh you shouldn't do that like
2: (laughs) yeah do you have that scene? yeah yeah
1: so newt was like you shouldn't do that so so i think then newt reverses the charm yeah reverses like reverses the effects of the potion yeah and um queenie's like oh yeah well i'm desperate or whatever because he won't marry me but like for it's for her own he doesn't marry her for her own sake because they're not allowed to
2: be married, right? Yeah, like in the American thing. They, it just doesn't match yeah. up with, like, the
1: conceptualization of Queenie as a character from the first movie. Like, she just doesn't seem like... he's She's someone who is very anti, well, violence. Yeah. And also just, you know, anti, like, bad
2: things. She seems just also, like, just very free-spirited. Like, yeah. She's in the moment kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But this just is this is like a controlling, crazy, horrible person.
1: And and this is the okay. And then we have her descent into joining, joining Grindelwald's side. Yeah. On paper, this is this had the the kind of backbone to be a really good turn. Yeah. This had the backbone to be a really good, um, kind of. Tragic uh, change of events, right?
2: Because she's given a pretty sympathetic reason to hate muggles. Yeah. Like she can't marry who she wants. Yeah.
1: But it's not the, uh, the muggles' fault. Yeah.
2: Though. Yeah. It's, it's the rules of. Yeah.
1: Like she has a good reason to hate the ministry. Yeah. And if you were to set it up so that the ministry keeps getting on her tail. Um, trying to stop her and maybe like arrest her for wanting to pursue her love and you know, leaving her no other option, pushing her to the brink where she's like, and then you know, maybe they arrest her because of that. And then suddenly Grindelwald comes in and breaks her out of jail and yeah. says, Join us because we would not have let this happen to you. Yeah, um, that's, that's, great. Yeah, like is, I would yeah. believe that because you left her no choice. But what plays out in this movie. Is that she's stupid? Yeah, like she's just straight up dumb in in terms of she doesn't even turn to any of the people that she knew. She doesn't have one conversation with her sister. I don't think she has a, a, a speaks a line to her sister. Yeah, I don't think so either. in this
2: movie. Yeah, which is crazy.
1: It's nuts. Yeah, and and towards the end where she steps over the fire and uh uh Jacob was like, "You're crazy." Yeah, and she's offended. I'm like, girl, you're crazy. Yeah, like, that's that's a kind description of <laughs> yeah, what you are. You literally need to see a
2: therapist. <laughs> yeah, and so she's lost what she wanted, which was Jacob. Yeah. So you'd figure she would snap out of it at that point, because what what has she got now? Like nothing. Yeah. What? Why is she with Grindelwald if she can't have what she wants? But then we get the last scene, one of the last scenes of her, and she's clearly like Grindelwald's henchman there. <laughs> like they play it like she's this like badass woman henchman of his.
1: Here's, here are some more things wrong with that. Number one, she's a powerful legilimens. Mind reader. Oh, I'm yeah. saying that word right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's a great, uh, apparently a very powerful mind reader. Mm-hmm. If Grindelwald is a good, uh, what do you call him when they're good at occlumens? blocking? Yeah, yeah. If, if he's a good occlumens yeah. and can block people from reading their minds... Um, she should, number one, be suspect of that. If she's like, oh, I can't read his mind at all. He's trying he's to block. Yeah, something. because he's hiding something, number one. I don't think that his followers
2: are good good uh occlumens. Nope, there's no reason to think they would be. She can literally
1: read the minds of basically everyone else. Maybe not that, like... Straight up evil lady. That that's his sidekick. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe not the, her. The baby murderer. Yeah, <laughs> the baby murderer. <laughs> that the, the lady that has the perpetual like I'm evil. Yeah. Look. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, fine. Maybe she's good as well. She's the henchman. What about the other people? She can literally read their minds and go. Oh yes, I remember that time where he said, "Let's manipulate this dumb bitch."
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Also, that final scene, what is her use to um, Grindelwald? Because uh, you'd assume, okay, Grindelwald maybe needs her to kind of temper or control Credence because of her kind of empathy. Yeah. And um, how we're shown that is (laughs) uh, she goes to him and and says, yeah, he's a little uh, testy right now. (laughs) yeah uh thanks a lot, Queenie. I didn't know that from <laughs> from essentially what he just went through, yeah, I think she said something like he's unsure about who he is. It's like, oh, really Queenie like thank you i I had no idea. He's basically spent the whole movie screaming, Who am I? yeah it, like so that is essentially Queenie's utility, basic um recognition of
2: emotions. She's gonna be a useful character in the movies <laughs> to go forward, no doubt. She's in a great place. It
1: was just—it's just baffling to see like such a, a character that like I liked in the first movie disintegrate right in front of my eyes. Like she just became a completely different character that didn't make sense with any choices that she makes.
2: Yeah, no, complete nonsense. Not to mention the um, way that they get Newt involved in this. Grindelwald-Dumbledore conflict Because his whole character Is just like I don't take sides You know I'm just a You know Beast professor Or whatever I just want to make my book And hang with my animals Mm -hmm. So the way they get him involved Is to have His childhood crush Who's now his brother's wife Murdered At the climax For like no reason She sacr Like Lita Lestrange Obviously I'm talking about She for some reason Does like a, a sacrifice move oh, Nonsensical Nonsensical Like Because you're like What could she possibly Do against him Like what How Is she buying time for them It was so
1: nonsensical What's That What's the idea here It was so nonsensical That she gave up halfway Yeah <laughs> She Zaps him a few times And, and then stays in the same position She stands there Stand She looks there. at him like I'm sorry Also If you're seeing You're seeing like The love of your life Getting murdered These two guys Yeah Like Stood there yeah. Stood there yeah. and watched it happen. Yeah. Don't uh, even make a move to her. Okay.
2: <laughs> I mean, and the way she gets her death with like her flesh falling yeah. off the bones, it was like unusually graphic. Like, yeah. Just because they knew that the emotional impact just wasn't there. So they compensated by making it nasty looking. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was just rigged of desperation in every way. And so now that's the the his impetus reason, like his it's impetus, revenge his woman fucking died yeah like it's so that's what we get like at the end of the second movie as to why he's involved in this his woman died who wasn't even really his woman and they their relationship was consistently unclear in the present day yeah in their, their childhood flashbacks like i said were great you get a good idea but there's an awkwardness between them in the their adult scenes that's never you never understand why that is. Yeah. Like, why did she marry his brother? Yeah, there,
1: there was no what happened. Yeah, there's no event that was like uh, maybe a miscommunication yeah. or something like that because uh, Newt seems like he's always been a good guy through and through. Yeah,
2: it's like that. There was a scene of that, but it was just ripped out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And in the, I remember in the first Fantastic Beast, there's a bit where Newt is looking at a picture of later, yes. and Queenie like says, you know, she's a taker and you need a giver. Yeah. But you never see, like, an example of that in their relationship. Yeah, and she seems nice. She, she seems nice. She like, seems... troubled, like, and quiet. Yeah. But, like, nice. Like, she, not an asshole to anybody. She also seems very, like,
1: understanding yeah. of people.
2: Yeah. And she was, like, that first scene where her and Newt together, and, like, Newt's clearly awkward, and she's, like, being nice to him, yeah. trying to talk to him. But, she, I yeah. I liked her better than Tina. Yeah, far better. <laughs> He's a far better character far better actress like everything i would
1: have if this would be centered Why around tina her
2: do the kill she's, tina
1: yeah oh don't even like that would have made sense right yeah yeah don't
2: stage it in the exact same stupid way where she just stands there
1: i mean yeah of course
2: but but she's an aura so she would have like a reason to attack grindelwald like that's her job yeah like, to catch him yeah because he's an escaped <laughs> fugitive right so of course she wants to catch him also also
1: Pretend you're the ministry. Mm. Okay, you're the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, you're going in to attack one of the most powerful dark wizards in the world. Yeah. Okay, you in under your sp- two belt of the um, your spells that that is available to you. One of them is a magical bubble that is impervious to anything. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do when, before you go into um you know basically arresting and attacking one of the most powerful dark fugitive wizards of all time?
2: Uh, here's what I do. I go in unprotected uh-huh and uh-huh. The, and the do second. Tell. Someone taps me on the shoulder in the mm-hmm. crowd. I fucking kill About them. Avada cut, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, shoot some death curse. Yeah. And um, when fire comes at you, you try to run. Yeah, I just run out of Naturally. there. Naturally.
2: Don't disapparate. I don't. Nothing. Protect myself. I just <laughs> try not to let it get to me. Like I forget I have any abilities. Yeah. Like whatsoever. Like run away like some muggle. Yeah. While like Oof. Johnny Depp is conducting, <laughs> the, like the fire, like a murder fire is murder fire. It, it, it,
1: <laughs> you you
2: have magic. <laughs> They're the
1: elite guys, magic do they, guys. It's yeah. like, do you need me to remind you? Like, so you're wizards and you are a fr- like you can't stand against fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> why does why does Avaca- Avada Kedavra need to exist if people can just summon a tsunami of fire that disintegrates people? Why isn't that an unforgivable curse?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean the. I want to get back to the just the scene of him because I feel like the movie just glosses over it like it's nothing really quick. Like the aura just shooting someone with their wand, it felt like a very awkward parallel for J.K. Rowling talking about like police brutality, mm-hmm. like cops who are heavy-handed and just like shoot first and you know, they overreact. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to draw that parallel, but. In the context of this like magical world, you can't make that parallel. Like auras can do fucked up things in different ways, but for them to just instantly shoot someone with the killing curse, it doesn't compute.
1: Okay, so I thought exactly the same thing. Yeah, and I thought you know, really, someone from the Ministry of Magic has a nonverbal avada kedavra yeah. ready to go yeah. for anyone who startles them yeah like it doesn't make any sense yeah i talked about this to someone a few days ago i re- i'm really struggling to remember who mm-hmm. but shout outs to this person oh yes i will need to rewatch it but mm-hmm. apparently so this person said the person who dished out the avada kedavra curse is the secret mole that Grindelwald right. plants in the Ministry of Magic.
2: oh okay
1: so I'm was, not hundred yeah. percent sure I don't remember the face of that person who did it yeah um, if that is the case, that actually is the only instance where I understand how manipulative um, Grindelwald how effectively manipulative he is that's yeah. the only circumstance which yeah. is like kind of that big picture or- orchestrating kind of thing. If yeah. that's the case,
2: that's interesting because I, you do, there is a scene where Grindelwald is like, see how they react. They just yeah. kill us. Yeah. And that seems to be what turns the crowd. Yeah. So
1: it, it, it's as if he expected that to happen. Yeah. He planned for that to happen. So I'll give it that if that's what it is. So, you know, l- email us and let us know at yeah. spoilernation podcast <laughs> at gmail.com if you, if you think it, if you notice that it was the mole. Mm. Because that would make sense Yeah
2: it would But it's just There are so many characters In this movie Yeah it's just how to How can I be expected To keep track of this Minor mole guy Who like has no lines Almost I
1: still think that It might not be him I still think that It's a younger looking person yeah, and I'd, like I'd the way that shit. it plays out is that he's very startled. Like it's yeah. like a sideways cast. You know? Yeah, like it was like, Ugh. yeah. So <laughs> it's like,
2: so it's like, was he planning to be startled? Like how yeah. is was he going to go about killing? I mean, that's someone? really
1: good planning, though.
2: Yeah, that's that's. It's almost like he read the script in advance. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he knew what was going to happen to him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but... we yeah we get this climax where that happens, and then presumably at this rally he's now got these followers like because that that was his goal, uh-huh, I guess, right? Uh huh. What was he doing this whole movie? Like, he gets out of jail. He takes this smuggle's house, I guess. Yeah. And he has them killed. And he seems, like, sad about it for some reason. Uh, Yeah, why? You don't know why. Why? I'm thinking, does he know that person? Like, why is he sad? Then they have this kid killed. That's his base of operations. Then does nothing, really, the rest Mm -hmm. of the movie. Then there's this rally where... He's essentially saying that the Muggles will have the Holocaust <laughs> and World War Two. <laughs> like that well, so what's the idea? Like they'll stop That's it. they'll stop those the, things yeah. from happening or oh, wow. that we have to attack them before they attack us? I mean okay. What's the idea?
1: Yeah, what what is the idea? And also what's the the what's a hookah? It's like a, a premonition? Like is it is what, it really is showing it, it's what it's showing? Like are we accepting that the hookah is like a a a mirror into the future is that what we're supposed to think
2: yeah because he uses that thing at the start for like find credence and then he smokes yeah the same thing and it has credence face in
1: it (laughs) yeah like I have to say for a movie that is about magic I think that it's hard for me to say this, but there's too much magic in this movie.
2: There's there's too many special effects. Yeah, that's what it is.
1: It's just it, it makes it so that
2: anything is possible, and you just don't
1: know what's not possible.
2: And even when they cast spells now, they never say it. Have the incantations. Yeah. It just feels like they have guns. Yeah. Like more than anything, which yeah. was a problem that was in the first Fantastic Beasts movie as well, but here it just it's more pronounced because it's just. Just a light show. Yeah. Like, there's a whole, you know, scenes of just useless special effects. Yeah. Like, when Newt's riding that creature at his home. mm mm-hmm. uh, I think it's one of his first scenes. And you think it'll kind of amount to something, and it doesn't. He's just, he's just riding it, and it doesn't mean anything. There's nothing to do with the plot.
1: And also, when uh, Newt is tracing um, Tina... With at the, the Paris dust thing. thing, he does like a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo yeah. just to see that. Oh, she's there. Okay, like, what is this magic? I want to see the textbook where this. Wh- what's this listed under? You yeah. know, like, what was the purpose of this? Is this spell?
2: a course available at Hogwarts Yeah. Where you can do something like this? <laughs> and also, like,
1: uh, what is Newt? You know, you know what I mean. Like, what, what is his skill? Why does Dumbledore? I know. Um, why Dumbledore needs his values and his goodwill and you know his I um, mean you know, that there's a line of like
0: do you know why I admire you Nick you do not seek power you simply ask is the thing right
1: okay cool Mm-hmm. He's like Harry Potter light, right? Yeah. Except Harry Potter had a really concrete reason for why he had to be the one, right? Because yeah. he is literally the chosen one. Yeah,
2: and let us we forget he is invested because his parents were yeah. literally killed
1: by the bad yeah. guy. Yeah, and course. the bad guy wants to kill him. <laughs>
2: and, and Harry Potter, by his character, is very you know proactive. Mm-hmm. Like he he is he's, like he's not a, a reluctant
1: hero. He, no, he's well. not.
2: He jumps into things. Yeah, Newt by his nature, isn't, like, that guy. Yeah. He's not action hero guy. Yeah. So, this thing of getting him involved in this very convoluted way of Dumbledore suggesting he Uh, needs to do this... I
1: just don't understand why Newt. Why... I don't know either. Yes, he's good. Yes, he'll do the right thing. Is he the only one that wants to do the right thing? Yeah. What are his skill sets that Dumbledore needs to... Where's okay? Where's Mad Eye Moody? Send Mad Eye Moody. Yeah. I want. I want to see a movie with fucking Mad Eye Moody just trying yeah. to kill off Dark Wizards.
2: Yeah, like you would. You would want someone like that. Yeah. For like this kind of thing. Yeah. But you've, for some reason, they've got a guy who doesn't even seem to like people all that much.
1: Yeah, and he's like um, very anti-violence. Yeah. Which is cool, but like you're going up against. <laughs>
2: you're doing this good versus evil movie. Yeah. So what kind of protagonist is this?
1: Yeah, you can't send a pacifist into a, a war.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's kind of contradictory. Because
1: it, it's, it's not even that Dumbledore um, is like, you're good with animals, and I think animals hold the key to stopping Grindelwald. Okay? Yeah. If that's the case, awesome. Yeah. Like, that's Because cool. he has skills that can yeah, be applied Yeah, because that's it. his thing. And also, I want to see animals being, you know, like, I don't know, used and being his partner to kind of stop Grindelwald. That wasn't, like, the animals were incidental.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, even in the, te- the terrible, like, Hobbit prequels, which these movies are starting to remind me of in a big way, at least Bilbo, even though he was shoved to the side, even though he was the protagonist, but at least they wanted him to do something because yeah. to do with his Hobbit nature. Yeah. Thi- like, Newt and his beasts don't factor into, like, the overarching plot like at at all all. yeah
1: and and dumbledore was even surprised that the miffler or whatever that little uh, beaver thing yeah platypus i don't know yeah got the the pendant pendant. so he was shocked but then it's like dumbledore what did you Why did you send him? What did you expect to happen by sending him? You
2: know he's the Fantastic Beasts guy, right? Yeah, you (laughs) know
1: that that's his deal, right? Animals. What what did you think was going to happen? Maybe it's because he tracks animals and he tracks creatures and stuff and And now I suppose they see Credence as a creature.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's a fantastic beast. He's
1: a fantastic beast. The more we go on, the more I question the need for Newt as a main character.
2: I can't imagine him being the protagonist of the next three movies. Yeah. I just can't see it. Yeah. And I'm just thinking again, why not just do the Dumbledore Grindelwald story? Yeah. Instead of like using Fantastic Beasts as a vehicle to be at the halfway point of that story. Yeah, yeah. You know? you you, Because they didn't actually talk about the history in the Deathly Hallows movies. Yeah. Like with Ariana, Dumbledore's sister, is That's a fucking movie. If you want to do it like a Harry Potter prequel, Mm -hmm. of course. Like, why not? But just to half-ass it in this way with a Fantastic Beast that thing that nobody cared about. Like, nobody... Was clamoring for Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Yeah, you know, a movie about the guy who made one of the Hogwarts textbooks. Yeah, Newt was never this interesting legendary figure in the Harry Potter stories.
0: Yeah,
1: because now the more the more it it goes, the yeah. more you're thinking, why wasn't Newt talked about at all in in Hogwarts? You know yeah. what I mean? Like why why did where was Newt during the Battle of Voldemort? If yeah. he's so close to, to Dumbledore once that he would... He's the only... He was the only person that he wanted to kill Grindelwald.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean,
1: I don't... I, I I, bet you he doesn't die at the end of this franchise.
2: No, no. Like,
1: he just doesn't... He's just not set up in that way. Yeah. Like, he's just not... You know, he's not Harry Potter. He's not... He's, him dying in this series isn't doesn't serve any dramatic purpose. Yeah. Which... I wouldn't put past him to do that. Not that I'm saying it out loud, but you know, like what it just messes. I think the biggest crime of Ooh, <laughs> of owie. this movie is that it really in it's like an evil tentacle that and that wraps itself around what we hold dear in terms of the Harry Potter canon yeah. or the Harry Potter universe. That and and kind of kind of turns it dark yeah it's like an obscurial in a way yeah for, for for the things for for our childhoods because it has to uh for some reason it wants to change the past yeah and 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 whatever everything that happens in this movie if you want to take it seriously which jk rowling, JK rowling says is um canon apparently Mm -hmm. um it colors harry potter because you're just like oh okay dumbledore has a second brother
2: well yeah well we're getting kind of to the heart of the problem now where this it's not like one story about like it's not about harry potter and his education anymore it's not about a boy growing up and learning about the world it's about just a deluge of plot points and backstories and world building. There's no central thing. Mm -hmm. And for something like that, I feel like you need like a team of, a creative team of writers. You need a whole group. But instead it's just this one person in charge of all of it. And it just, it's not working. Like it's out of, it's completely out of control. Like it's completely lost focus. Yeah. But she, she's going to keep making them. And it's like, how far is this train going to, you know, crash like off <laughs> off the bridge? Because it's happening like with this movie.
1: Yeah, obviously there's a lot of talk of this being, uh, you know, JK going down the George Lucas route, right? Like this, these are her prequels, yeah.
2: literally. Yeah, well, she's and- she's got as much creative, nearly as much creative control over them as Lucas had over them. Yeah. Star was prequel.
1: And um once again, an unnecessary prequel with with a character that no one was asking to ne- to know the origins for. Yeah. And yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer as a huge I didn't wa- I didn't wanna hate this movie.
2: No, no way, yeah. I mean I wanted to give it a chance because I thought, you know, the first Fantastic Beast movie, okay, that's you know, That's the one we don't like, but maybe the story can start now. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, once Dumbledore is in the picture, maybe, you know, things will get interesting. Yes,
2: things will start clicking because it's like she's working in sort of familiar territory.
1: Yeah. And what sucks is there's so many, like we said, there's so many good elements in this movie or on paper, they're good ideas. Yeah. I love this idea that um, Dumbledore is the handler to newt's spy you know newt's the 007 and dumbledore's the m yeah i i like that i love all the finger the magic finger that points newt to where dumbledore is and dumbledore giving him the location the paris a paris safe house yeah yeah like i i love that shit
2: that was even like a film sort of like a cool little bond movie yeah was it, was, fun was. it
1: I, was it was fun but then it doesn't get the full focus of the movie and that's that's really the crux of the issue here none of the plot points all the plot points get equal time but that means that none of them gets like pay off in any like capacity
2: yeah i mean what it what it comes down to is just sort of being efficient with information and that information can either be what happens in the story or what's in the characters heads and how do these things connect and How does it climax? Yeah. And I feel like she's very good at doing that in a novel because you can you can be unchained with that, you know. You can do anything. And then the film is like it's film is such a specific medium where you can't have a fucking scene where someone like I go back to this where someone gives their whole confusing backstory in two minutes when we got nothing for the whole film. Yeah. Like it doesn't work in, in any cinematic kind of storytelling sense. It's literally like garbled trash. Even if you could Logically deduce what happens, it's still, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But in a book, you can kind of do it in a more like overt way with all the exposition. Yeah. And I just feel like she's not making the transition to thinking how like a film should be. Yeah. She's in not terms a, of telling the story. Yeah.
1: I think she, what What should have happened
2: was uh, she should have just written the books. Written as like a huge outline. Yeah. And have like Steve Cloves, who's the guy who's adapted. Most of the Harry Potter, you know, yeah. stuff. Not him, but anyone who anyone can like, adapt, <laughs> adapt, adapt something Get for a Jillian film. Gillian Flynn. Gillian <laughs> Flynn, yeah, exactly. Um, or even just, like, work with someone in yeah. that way, you know? Instead of, she's, like, doing everything and it's just... It's like watching, like, an amateur. Yeah. Because but, but she is an amateur with screenwriting. She's never written a screenplay. This yeah. is, these are, like, her first screenplays. Yeah. And the story she wanted to tell so badly has been told.
1: It's just so weird to see uh, enough material for five movies play out in one single movie. I know, it's <laughs> odd, isn't it? And it's like, like her oh, Savior gems, you know. I don't yeah. why did you have to uh and tell uh,
2: everything in one go? Yeah, like this this speaking of that, this does feel like the dark middle chapter of a movie. Not yeah. Of, of a trilogy. Yeah. Not the second movie in a five-part <laughs> series. <laughs> five-part series. Five? Like, why, why are
1: five of these? What also pissed me off was, uh, I think there was a tweet. Um, so, people were questioning, wait, if Queenie was such a powerful mind reader, mm-hmm. why didn't she read um, The Intentions of Johnny Depp? Mm-hmm. And in a tweet, oh, J.K. Rowling was like, uh, Occumency.
2: you can't can't do that
1: it was very cool to see her give us tidbits through tweets you know her tweet exposition expositions when we thought that the story has ended
2: yeah because it's just it's like, like oh what's such and such doing now yeah and like yeah, nice extra
1: fun. information you know ni- nice extra background that didn't make it into the books yeah it was really cool to have that have that in Pottermore and things like that you don't get to use that as a crutch to explain what your movie should have done in the first place
2: they they it, it's what, not what it have cost to just have Queenie like quizzically look at Grindelwald and say like, "What? Well, I can't read anything." Yeah. From you. Yeah. And then Johnny Depp lies or something. I don't know. Like you know, manipulates her. Yeah. Not even Fred like present in the movie. Not at all. That's not a concern. It's not. Yeah. Not brought up. She just simply didn't, didn't think about it, it. Didn't think about it. And now it's like after the fact. Like she's tweeting Ocllements. It's like get get the get out of here, please. <laughs> Uh, and like I, who's buying this like who's swallowing oh of course oh Clemens and yeah just like, of that's, course that's, hey she said it you know I, I watched the movie I didn't get it but now I'm glad that I get these tweets to yeah. fill in the spots yeah
1: this is not a fully breathing world like, she's not right like, reporting
2: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah like if it's in the, if it's not in the movie then it doesn't make sense yeah you know? yeah yeah exactly so, this it's kind of a bummer what, what's, what's uh, happening with these. Yeah, it's... I, okay, let's, let's think just... think they're going to get to five, just in your opinion, because this um, one's not... How did they do? How did they do? Well, I know that this one is like the lowest grossing Potter movie. Really? Yeah, by like a bit. Wow.
1: Okay, I'm actually kind of... Um, I feel good that it, it is because yeah. people... I feel kind of not not good that they're not doing well, but that people are recognizing that... There's, like people are not responding well to the bullshit that they're churning.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. There's there. I think this has gotten like pretty largely negative mm-hmm. reaction. Thank, thank but you
1: look, the animals were cool. The the beasts were cool. Yeah,
2: the designs of them. Were I cool. like the lion. Big lion, the giant sea lion. Yeah, thing. yeah love that. Cool. Like the I love the cute. kelpie.
1: Yeah, um, the the kind of salad in the the
2: ocean. <laughs> and the the bow truckle. I like the, the bow, bow truckle. truckle. Always cute. Yeah.
1: Always cute um uh yes well you know if you like those things then that's fine but i i think don't hold your breath for
2: more beasts in the next one
0: yeah
2: (laughs) wouldn't it be funny if like they called it fantastic beasts and they literally like pointedly just not show any creatures (laughs) i guess as long as they have credence uh, they can just like hey that's the beast the real beasts were the friends we made along the
1: way uh okay let's talk about the ending. Uh, You know, the big
2: reveal, okay? Credence Dumbledore, supposedly. The
1: moment he gets out the phoenix, Mm -hmm. I was ready to just point a middle finger at the screen because when he's like, you're a Dumbledore. So So therefore,
2: phoenixes come to you. Is
1: that what that is? Like something in the Dumbledore line? Like Like, the the bloodline of Dumbledore is what attracts phoenix? That makes Dumbledore... A feat less cool now yeah
2: you know what I mean? he like, just gets the phoenix just because he's born with yeah. that name and the entire point of the harry potter series if there are like life lessons to it is that it doesn't matter like how you're born like what yeah. man you're born into that doesn't <laughs> determine who you are that's like kind of a basic moral to
1: the story yeah. the fact that he can tame a phoenix is not even part of why he's Powerful. Yeah. So it's like you even took away that tidbit from us.
2: I mean, it, it makes it so much less cool because it, he just inherited this phoenix, and you just kind of assume when you read it that uh, the original text is that on oh, one of his great many adventures he had, yeah. or whatever, he just got this phoenix.
1: I thought, so at this point, do you think Dumbledore has a phoenix? In, uh, like, right now?
2: In the Fantastic Beasts? Um, I don't. Do you I th- think might do. so? What
1: I'm thinking is this fox that we're seeing.
2: Oh, god,
1: she it looks like fox.
2: Probably, yeah,
1: a phoenix is super rare in like Harry Potter, I think so because yeah. they're class, you know, they have different classes, and phoenix is like class XXXX because they're ha- the hardest to tame. Yeah, yeah, unless you're a fucking double. <laughs> apparently, they just fly <laughs> through like a fucking <laughs> yeah. That's so stupid. Um, and uh, I, I had a theory that maybe at towards the end of the franchise. Uh, fantastic beast newt is the one that gives fox to him
2: to dumbledore yeah yeah that that would be something but then
1: i imagine but then does he i don't know if he already has a phoenix or Uh, i don't know
2: johnny depp says something about dumbledores and phoenixes yeah so that that would you would assume that he already has one so that knows like the
1: fact that uh, dumbledores are like connected to phoenix like the, the targaryens are connected to dragons it doesn't
2: make sense in this one. yeah wow.
1: but, you know, it blows my theory out of the yeah. water i think but and also oh no mention of that in why doesn't aberford have a phoenix that's <laughs> what
2: i'm thinking yeah <laughs> phoenixes didn't like ariana that much yeah <laughs> did they, did,
1: uh, you know if they just fly to you like
2: <laughs> yeah not only that that's how we find out he's supposedly a dumbledore the phoenix flying towards yeah, him is the indication yeah. in this film that he's a Dumbledore. Yeah,
1: and and it also almost looks like the the word Dumbledore means something to Credence, which it definitely shouldn't. Yeah, like in they might as well have just said Smith hey your brother john smith it would
2: mean the same to him
1: but he reacted in a way that's like oh yeah oh shit i'm dumbledore's brother and i'm going to kill him now yeah like why wow yeah how are
2: you (laughs) gonna do that and then
1: he's just given a wand right yeah isn't the whole thing like the wand chooses you that kind of thing yeah but you can just give them out now and then he can just use magic
0: yeah
2: Cool. <laughs> I mean, I thought he was just. I thought the whole thing about thing.
1: him was he can't control his yeah. magic. Yeah. So now not only can he control his obscurial nature, yeah. he is also a, a a normal wizard that can control
2: his magic. He's whatever the plot dictates. Yeah. Be in any scene, they're they're not sketched out. They're like chess pieces. Yeah. We need him here. Him there. Her here. Yeah. No ma- no matter the connective tissue, the reasoning or. Forget emotional logic. Yeah. What we need to happen will happen. And then it just feels like this sad self-sustaining thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just a bummer. Uh, <laughs> like there's been so many shitty prequels. Like how could they not have like learned from these bad ones? Uh, yeah. you know, it, Don't they know about the landmines they could walk into now with stuff? Yeah. It feels so ill thought out. Like, yeah. Badly thought out.
1: Okay, so let's just close up with what do you think the ending means? So, obvi- the most obvious on paper um, interpretation is that the is the literal interpretation, which is um, Credence is Dumbledore's second brother, um, mm-hmm. which is that's what we are led to believe, which th- like uh, really messes with the the timeline, the plot, like yeah. raises so many questions of why didn't Aberford or Dumbledore or anyone talk about him? Talk about a, li- a literal third Dumbledore sibling. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> if presumably Credence is killed in this series, yes. you'd think that would be something that would weigh heavily yeah. on Dumbledore yeah. in like Harry Potter. Yeah.
1: Especially since the similarities between him and um, his actual sister is so... Like
2: this, it's, They're the same character They're the same thing It's the same thing Like Obscurial yeah. Dangerous
1: Why Why did he uh, discriminate between his own trauma Around his obscurial sister And his trauma around his obscurial brother
2: Well he was traumatized by Ariana's death Not by her having the obscurial That's true
1: But yeah. it's just such a related yeah, thing A triggering thing you know, Like yeah. you can't think of one without thinking of the other yeah yeah that's true he could have just never brought up yeah it's like you could almost say oh the obscurial nature runs in his family almost yeah and and yet whenever the sisters bring out or whenever Dumbledore's family's brought up no mention of a third brother of a second brother
2: yeah I mean it's like a it's like a soap opera thing like (laughs) long lost brother
1: so there's one theory that makes kind of makes sense so they introduced the idea that the Obscurial can be transferred into a different person. I think in this movie they mention something like that. So the theory from the internet is that um, it could be that it's um, the sister's Obscurial that's in Credence. So that's what he means metaphorically by your brother. Because it's the sisters. So obscure. he's like
2: his sister reborn yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, that's really dumb. I mean, it's dumb, yeah. but makes sense. But it's like, like dumb it, in it a way a, that I'd believe it would happen in this movie exactly, series. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like,
1: which makes the movie, the ending kind of bad. I mean, the movie is bad, but this makes the ending actually really bad because it's like a... Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> like, the ending, the reveal, like, the the movie plays as, like, a real straight-up reveal. Like, the way it pulls out, and it's like... The music Oh, swells. shit, it's, yeah. he is a Dumbledore, the phoenix, look. Um, if that just turns out to be a joke, then... Or not a joke, but, like, a misdirect, yeah. Then um, it
2: makes this movie, like, lack consequence. Like, it's l- <laughs> the literally only thing doesn't... <laughs> even apply yeah the
1: only like arguably impactful plot moment of this second movie if her big re- ace
2: in the hole yeah this orphan's a dumbledore you don't know that you don't know that and then at the end oh that's what i've got and then to be like just kidding in the third yeah. one yeah no like i don't i don't think they would do that i think they they've committed to this really stupid really terrible you think that, that he's for real just straight yeah, up the brother. brother i think yep
1: um there's also another another possibility that um johnny Depp is lying
2: yeah because they they do set up that he manipulates people (laughs) and he's got a silver (laughs) tongue or whatever so they say (laughs) but why would he tell credence that when he it can't mean anything to credence yeah
1: if i find out that i have a brother mm. You know, if I went through what Crean went through, my first instinct isn't
2: how dare that
1: brother abandon me. Like it's I assume it's probably not his choice. Yeah. It's not the sibling's choice to abandon the child. Yeah. Tis their own brother. Like he just jumps into that conclusion because there was no there was no details being talked about <laughs> when yeah. he said that. Yeah, he just tells you. He just him said the- you were betrayed by Dumbledore, your yeah. brother. And it's like please explain.
2: <laughs> and it's like He's listening to the guy who explicitly manipulated him and treated him like garbage in the first Fantastic Beasts. Like, there's a moment in the first Fantastic Beasts where Grindelwald is trying to get Credence, and he thinks he's not the obscure. Yes. And then he says to him, I'm done with you, leaves him. Yes. Because he thinks it's the girl. Yeah. So, like, why would Credence go back to this guy... Like after he's tr- like explicitly laid out his nefarious intentions like that, I
1: completely forgot that they knew each other from the first movie. Yeah, that was like a whole. I forgot about you, that. You
2: could forget <laughs> about it because like he's he's Colin Farrell. You yeah, like they're like-
1: completely different. They're completely different characters. I have to say because yeah. Colin Farrell, I believe that he is charming. I believe yeah, that sure. he the way he looks at Credence, the way he talks to Credence. It has that seductive quality yeah, and when he, he talks to him where it's like yeah. I can help you. I am the only one who's looking out for you.
2: Yeah, and in general he has that like appearance of a guy who is doing the right thing yes. even if it like pains him to do yes. the hard thing. Yes. You feel you that's like a very different kind of bad guy than Voldemort. Yeah. But they've just kind of reverted to like Voldemort. Voldemort to cheap. Light like yeah discount voldemort yeah yeah, less
1: threatening voldemort yeah yeah it's hard to it's really hard to follow up such a great villain like voldemort
2: which is why this whole another dark wizard thing in the harry potter thing i think it's like it's got the card stacked against it because you have to measure up against that yeah you could tell a wide range of stories in like harry potter like look at i don't read it but like look at the like fanfic that's mostly written with harry potter like it's it's a lot of like just relationship shit at Hogwarts. Yeah. You could do like a movie about that, like, you know. Yeah. That that could be a movie. You wouldn't have to it wouldn't have to be this huge epic bloated thing. And people would watch that for sure because people want to see Hogwarts. They it's yeah. the outside stuff like bland Paris or bland New York. <laughs> Nobody remembers that shit, but they remember Hogwarts. I was kind of annoyed that when they get to Hogwarts, they play that theme. Yeah, because they know like the power of seeing it again. It
1: didn't, but it didn't... Uh, it w- it didn't play to me like how uh, the Star Wars theme played to me. You know mm. what I mean? Like but I, that's what they're going for. That's what, what they were trying. going for. Yeah. But when when they did it in this, I think it's the volume or the way that they added it in. It was like it was almost like temp music. Yeah, that yeah, that's y- true. it didn't have that impact. Yeah, it, it was more like, how dare you use this music in this moment? You know, like it's because kinda,
2: yeah, in the original movies, you're right. Like they use that music when like Harry's at. Hogwarts. He's yeah, like, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. and we're in Harry's shoes. But I, this is just an introduction. It's a shot of it's Hogwarts. A shot of Hogwarts. And
1: like, it's not even like an epic shot. It's like a pan. Yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah, we're in Hogwarts. I get it. But who's the point of view character? Yeah.
2: Like a couple of random Ministry people or, or yeah. something? Because it's not just
1: the Hogwarts theme. They have to like it's, it's Harry's. It's, it's theme. Hedwig's theme. Yeah, it's to do with it's, Harry. It's right. Yeah, and and it's. It's played because Harry is in awe. Yeah, of exactly. That's the that's the whole and we feel that it's magical. It's yeah. not like that's the building. Yeah,
2: <laughs> they mistake the building for yeah, like the emotion, and that's, it's yeah.
1: just wrong. It feels wrong to play without Harry even being there.
2: It just you know what it felt like out of place yeah. like in this movie. Yeah, like that scene
1: it almost feels like i don't recognize it as hogwarts even though i can i rationally can see that it is yeah it's not hogwarts because it It doesn't doesn't emotionally connect yeah there's
2: nothing to connect to on on any level other than your own nostalgia but at this point it's like our nostalgia has just been yanked so many times by other things that it gets to a point where it's not enough to just be like that's what we recognize yeah
1: and the audacity to have a Bogart scene, <sighs> the fucking audacity to have one of the best scenes
2: in the movies, *Prisoner of Azkaban*, and, where it's actually shot stupendously well.
1: Yeah, and and to use it in the exact same way, mm-hmm. and to cheapen the the magic of a boggart. and then the powerful um, nature of lupin seeing the moon of lupin expecting harry to see voldemort but harry seeing dementors instead yeah it's your biggest fear it's your deepest darkest fear and to have newt see a desk
2: yeah i know it's a kick
1: in the face it's so for him to see a desk it's almost played off as a joke. Yeah. It's like, oh, he hates office work. Guess what? You can not do that. You can choose
2: to not do office work. They turn Newt's Bogart scene into like this twee tumbler bullshit. <laughs> like, oh, he's afraid of being behind. Yeah, his.
1: it's it's more it's more of a metaphorical like existential dread than yeah. like a fear. Even the funnier moments in the Prison of Azkaban Bogart scenes. Neville seeing Professor Snape, right? Yeah, it's funny, but you know that it's it's a very potent fear
2: to Neville. He's yeah. like
1: distressed.
2: Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that because it's like Snape is so psychologically damaging. Yeah. to him. Yeah, he, Snape is a literal monster to him.
1: Yeah, Snape is a un, unrepenting bully to Neville. Yeah, like you can see that. Well, that's why he's afraid, and to have Newt kind of acquiesce in his look, you can see he's like. Oh, I guess that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, and I it's know. like
2: like he hasn't no, he didn't even react with fear. Too. Yeah, he
1: he just looked at it blankly.
2: Yeah, and it's just like yeah because th- that's not the, that's scary. Not, yeah, it's in, not any scary. Level. I mean, think of that scene in Order of the Phoenix when Molly just sees the dead her dead family one yeah. after the other. Is
1: it in the Order of the Phoenix movie? No, no it's not. So it's let's talk a, a bit about it. So there's this. It's one of the best or and most tragic moments or like most powerful moments in the order of the Phoenix book, yeah, where they're in the order of the Phoenix um, like headquarters, building headquarters yeah. and um, Harry hears, molly crying yeah and screaming yeah he thinks something's wrong he runs over and harry sees ron's dead body on the ground and, yeah. and molly crying over it and for a split second harry is numb yeah right because yeah. he's like what yeah and then it turns, turns to Fred, it turns to George, it turns to Harry. Yeah, he sees his own He sees Harry body. and you know that rationally, Molly knows that it's a boggart. Yeah. But she can't help but react so viscerally to the sight of her biggest fear. Yeah. Which, which is, is her
2: family dying. And it's happened before because they mentioned in the scenes previous that her brothers died in the first right. Order of the Phoenix. Yes. So it was established that she's been through Yes. That. And for her to have to relive that, it's like so sad to watch because she's like sobbing and she's just this strong, tough woman. You yeah. Know? Really tough. Like yeah. the toughest character probably in all the books. And to see her break down like that was very powerful.
1: It's also heartwarming to see that Harry is one of the, the people f- in the family. There. Yeah. It's she, kind of like yeah. she's accepted Harry as part of her family. Yeah. It's, it's, it works on like so many levels. It in works that on way. so many levels. And also, I think Lupin comes in and does the does it, right? Yeah, he, he, he gets he, rid it. And it's just, it's the person who introduces to the pocket. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful <laughs> sequence in the books. Purposeful as well. Yes.
2: In a story sense. Yes.
1: It fuels Harry's, like, ever-mounting burden. Yeah. Right? And ever-mounting... Um, understanding of the stakes yeah, of uh, what he's about to, to do.
2: Because he's upset and angry and distracted with all these other things and yeah. then he's hit in the face with what's looming yeah, which is like yeah. that.
1: And all of a sudden he feels like his whole thing is his frustration is almost petty now. Yeah, exactly. To- yeah.
2: And there's a great uh, sentence where after that happens, Harry, there's a line where it's like, it says, Harry felt older than he'd ever been or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. And it's like, you know what that feeling is, yeah. you know, when you get a slap in of reality like that. Yeah. But Newt's afraid of desks. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, it sucks <laughs> to sucks to be him, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what are we supposed to get from that? I mean, it's so pathetic. Oh. Especially when you compare it like that. I think that's a good comparison. I've not heard many people talk about... the. Um, Boggart differences So that was That was a good point
1: it, It's just I saw it from the trailer And I was like That's Feels wrong That feels wrong You're
2: right Like I remember seeing it And being really annoyed But I didn't know why Yeah But you just saying it like that That's exactly it It's because they want to evoke
1: Harry yeah. Potter Without actually putting mm-hmm. in the work Into Any
2: per- Of depth of yeah, what makes, they have there. yeah
1: into basically focusing on what makes Harry Potter so good in the first place. It's actually not the fact that there are these magical things there. Yeah,
2: it's actually like the story <laughs> yeah, and it's, you know, behind these things.
1: Consistent characters, something yeah. like that. I don't know. I yeah. mean, who am
2: I to say? <laughs> I mean, like, what does that even tell us that he doesn't want a desk job? Like, we knew that. Yeah. It's not even new information. And also, and also he writes a book. Okay? Yeah. That's
1: a, a semi-desk job. You had a, you have to sit at a desk to write a book for like, you know, you have to spend some time at a desk to write a book. Yeah, of course. Okay?
0: Yeah.
1: It, <laughs> it's just, he's not afraid of a desk job. I don't believe that. Yeah. Okay? I yeah. don't believe it. Why isn't his biggest fear deaths of beasts? Yeah, exactly. You know yes. what I mean? Like, why Why isn't the uh, bogart like a dead... Why isn't his bogart a dead owl? Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine yeah. if his bogart is a dead owl. Yeah. And then everyone's like, "Oh, what's that?" And he's like, "It's my owl that sends me mail." Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or that, that or
1: something. Hey, how about this? It's like um, the student next to him says, "That's my owl," Ooh, and then yeah. he's like, "I don't have my own owl, but I'm really fond of yours, and I feed it every time I walk by the owl room." Yeah. That's great. And you're great, like, dude. Oh, you're you're like. Wow, um, Newt it does love
2: animals and, and like, beasts. It's key that it's not his owl. Like yeah. he's so empathetic to other to creatures, other creatures, whether they're his or not. Yeah, like he still can love them. Yes, to so much that his worst fear would be to see one dead. Yeah, that's like something. Wouldn't
1: it be so great to see that? And then you're like, I get Newt. I yeah. get Newt now. Yeah, he doesn't. He, you know, I get his kind of like the wonderful like, kind of subversive masculinity, yeah, right? Yeah, and it, it totally
2: of, fits in with what they're trying to do with, like, his character. But no, he, hates, he desks.
1: hates desk jobs.
2: That feels like the first idea she had, and she just scribbled it down. He's afraid of desk jobs. Yeah, it's a good joke. It's like, a it's, joke, yeah.
1: It's not, like, you know, it's a good joke, but it the what it does is it's a detriment to... The dra- dramatic stakes of your yeah, story—it's like
2: the boggart doesn't mean anything yeah. really anymore. So anyway, <laughs> we didn't really like Fantastic Beasts. Uh, we didn't: um, Colin, the Crimes of
1: No uh, Okay, so we we wanted to we foolishly wanted to keep this short. <laughs> <laughs> we came 30, back with the thirty minutes.
2: And, we said, "Yeah, oh," <laughs> and then we're closing in on the. You know what?
1: I hope the next one is good.
2: I mean, I hope it's at least decent. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I still have, I still have hope. This will know.
2: be like the true test of whether, what, how J.K. Rowling deals with criticism. Exactly, because exactly. this is the first piece of her work where, like. It feels like it's just being rejected. That it's not universally beloved. Yeah. Well,
1: of course, there's cru- um, uh, uh, cursed child, but that she at she, least has the caveat of not being fully associated with it.
2: Yeah. She just it just felt like she sort of signed off on. Yeah. It, that
1: it, but it. this one, she has no she escape. Wrote the it's her own. Thing. She's yeah. it's
2: her only name. So I think if nothing else, it'll be interesting just as an object to how does J.K. Rowling does she double down does she yeah. completely backtrack yeah. or does she just ignore it like. Yeah. So it, that'll it'll be interesting in that way at least. And mm-hmm. but uh, on, a, on a plot level and a character level, I'm not like excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited on a meta level, you know, um, just to be like, how does J.K. Rowling deal with criticism? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, I'll turn to you, listeners. What do you think of the movie? Was there? Uh, did we get anything wrong yeah. in our interpretation of this movie? Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, what were your favorite parts? What were? Your, did you agree with us? Um, what do you think of the ending? You yeah. know, what what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> you tell us. tell us. You tell us. The movie <laughs>
2: didn't say anything, so you tell us.
1: Subscribe to us on iTunes and yes. or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you? Yeah. Um, and yeah, until next time. Bye. Cross.